0: Welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This Robert. This is Jason. All right, and uh, today is Emmys. Oh uh, which I completely forgot about until I opened my computer. Mm. Any of the shows you're working on up for a statue this year, is like the the kids like to say it? The statue?
1: No, you know. I didn't even I don't think so though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I work on shows that no
0: one sees. I work Mm -hmm. on shows on networks that no one's ever heard of and be astonished if I was up for anything. I don't know, it's weird. I feel like this year's Emmys are just sort of happening. I never really follow the Emmys anyways. I will watch them occasionally, but normally there's banners everywhere in Hollywood. It's like, oh my right. God, the Emmys. But I feel like this just sort of came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, there's the stuff like in the covers of Variety and things like that, but yeah, I haven't seen too many ads, like billboards and bus stop ads, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean. The Sleeper Emmys? The sleep. Maybe it is the Sleeper Emmys, although I think it's all just uh, Game of Thrones and Veep. Because they were both the last seasons. Right. Anytime there's a last season, that's triggers everything. Last right. season, Game of Thrones,
1: regardless yeah. if it's good. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, too. Like, The True Detective didn't get more. Yeah. Um, but it, Chernobyl's like, the big one, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's got a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's HBO and Netflix have the most
1: nominations, which is... <laughs> As has been the case for the last 10 years.
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, now I can't even wait for, uh, like, in, like, a year when there's... It's going to be, like, Netflix, Amazon... Apple, Disney Plus, QB. Yeah. Like, it'll be like, what? They're going to be people are just going to be baffled. It's like, what What are these shows? Because no oh, one's yeah. going to know what half
1: this stuff is. No, I can recall um, driving to work one day. This would be like 11 years ago now, something like that. And them talking about Netflix is going to bring, they're going to make their own show. It's going to be called House of Cards. <laughs> and David Fincher's <laughs> directing. Yeah. And I can remember thinking, I was like, they can do that? (laughs) You know, like you can have, you know, you can be something outside of a network and you can make your own TV show. I mean, that was like just such a like mind-blowing idea. Now it's the norm.
0: Well, yeah, especially considering what Netflix was. Like Netflix was the place where I got discs. Yes, that's right. And that was even, you know, like right when, I mean, they were streaming, but it was very limited. So it was discs and streaming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, yeah, I get it though. It's like they're doing their own show. It's like, well, that'll be crap. Because you're not, not going to think there's going to be any money. Even with David Fincher, you're just like, all right, that'll be something.
1: It was just such a new and kind of radical idea for like a third party thing yeah. that wasn't ABC, NBC, Fox.
0: Or even like all their subsidiaries of like uh, Lifetime, Hallmark. I mean, they do originals, but these are just within, they're still part of a bigger company. Right. You
1: And, know? and I think even then, HBO was like just getting into series, right? I mean, they had they had Sopranos.
0: That, well, they had Sex and the City. They've had series from the late 80s, early 90s, but nothing...
1: I mean, like it is today, where we've got, like, tons of them. Yeah, right? no, we, no, there like... There was just a handful. Yeah, there
0: was a handful of stuff that I don't think... Honestly, I'd have to look. I don't even know if they were ever... They might have been nominated for an Emmy here and there, but then, like, once The Sopranos and The Sex and the Cities, all that, and then all of a sudden it was, like, you had the big, big three networks and then HBO. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it was, like... You know, two of the networks, HBO. And then all of a sudden, uh, every year up until Netflix and these other streaming, it was HBO and everyone else. Right. And now it's, like, Netflix, HBO. It's crazy. And now Showtime's in the mix a little more. Uh, They've been in it for a while, but now I feel like they're uh, top-tiering a little more. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's going to be weird to think, it'll be weird, like, if CBS gets something now. Like, CBS got something? I can't
1: remember the last time, like, a network, one of the major, like, networks. Yeah got anything that wasn't outside of like best supporting actor or best you know daytime drama or something like that right yeah it's
0: definitely going to be more of the if it is someone it's a high-tier person on a show that's ending right like one of the last legacy shows right like almost like uh i mean i know friends has been off the air but those type of shows where it's like they're towards the end of their run everyone's like oh yeah the big the big send-off and now I couldn't even tell you. I don't I even know actually who any of the shows are nominated. I know Game of Thrones and Veep because they're the final seasons. Right. But I couldn't tell you best actor. Couldn't tell you best supporting. I couldn't. I mean, I could guess, but yeah. I wouldn't know. I mean, it's going to be someone. Oh, they were in Game of Thrones. Ah, okay. Like if you don't know the name, right? Cable Show. Right. Or would, Chernobyl. Or Chernobyl. Yeah, that was the big mini miniseries uh, that did really well. I'm trying to think what was the. Netflix are all just the regular Netflix ones. I think, you know. I don't know if House of Cards because I know they they're on their they did their final season, but right. I think Russian Dolls, maybe Mindhunters. Hunters. I don't. Know, it's just so crazy now. Like I mean, we always talk about it, it's like no one's watching the same things. So Emmys must just be weird. Mm-hmm. Now I imagine I imagine the screeners are much more insane. Like movies, like I get the movie screeners because I'm in the PGA and I still get my 28. Imagine now, like everyone pitching tv stuff mm-hmm. you're getting the full season for all these networks now before right. it was probably like oh here's a here's some samples of a couple things but now they almost have to give you the whole season cause it's like i don't know what qb
1: is i don't know what apple is oh yeah no and could we talk about that just for a minute the screeners yeah it's like we're at the point now where especially netflix yeah why don't they just hand out here's like a little gift card that you can sign up for netflix for free yeah for two or three months whatever it is during emmy time yeah. and you can watch whatever you want on netflix rather instead of sending out those giant ass yeah emmy boxes i mean talk about first world problems yeah no. it's like such a waste uh, quit it, sending me stuff <laughs> quit sending me free you know season whatever eight of house of cards or yeah. whatever it is and most people don't even look at them and it just goes in the trash yeah and, and it's just insane and they, i mean i've Uh, If you've ever seen, like, what someone's collection of uh, box sets, you know, for for during Emmy season, I mean, it literally takes up, like, a medium-sized moving box. Yeah. And every person that's on the list gets one of those. And that's insane, the amount of waste that that creates. It
0: should definitely be on one of those a request. Because at this point, I get it when it's going to be the early stuff, like a... a QB or something, but that's definitely yeah, something when it hasn't been like
1: released yet that but, I understand,
0: but it seems like, yeah, no, no, we, we've talked about this a lot in the office where it's like, it just definitely makes zero sense with Netflix. I get maybe some CBS shows. Cause
1: it's like, how do I rewatch CBS? CBS should be the first one to jump on and be like, Hey, here's three months of CBS plus that right. nobody's watching or whatever. Right. The CBS all access. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess it depends on how be
1: good people to go and, and download the app. Yeah. Cause it,
0: it seems like that should be a request. Maybe it's like, you know where I live. My internet's terrible. It's something I've lived with. Can you send me the
1: the? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Because it's like my home in Malibu doesn't get the best internet. Yeah.
0: Do. So I mean, I could see it, it should definitely be a requested thing.
1: Right. Exactly. Like you get your choice, or or everyone gets the the streaming package. Yeah. But unless you, in writing, you yeah. know, via email or something, say hey, yeah, I need to get the DVDs because that's how I like to watch them. Then fine. Yeah. At least give that at least make that decision as opposed to just sending out tens of thousands of DVDs that are just going to end up in the landfills and all of that. Yeah,
0: because they could easily, like, on your account, give you a code and you get two months free. Basically, within your own account. So, it's like, all right, well, it's going to be from... I guess we'll just go... Because I don't know when they start sending out Emmy screeners because I don't get Emmy stuff. But I'll start getting regular screeners come October. is usually the earliest. Mm -hmm. So, if it was a Netflix thing, it should be, all right, from... October to the end of December, or I think my last, when I vote is January. So maybe October to January, you Mm -hmm. get three months. And then after that, and you put in your little Netflix code, I got three months. This is great. But I don't see why, because that has to be cheaper than them making all these discs. Because you you think of everyone getting it, you offer two months free there's got to be the cost of making these. And I know this all comes from different companies, not all of its Netflix, some of its production companies, but still there's got to be a way to.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just so mini school that it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, but you would think in 2019, and if I can get over packaging, yeah, like buying DVDs or yeah. Blu-rays or whatever, anybody can. It's just, that should be where, you know, where it's at. It, I mean, I understand like you want, you know, you're trying to sell the product and you're trying to sell the show and stuff. But man, it just seems like it's a great expense, and you know a lot of weight. Plus, you got too like the you know the trucks driving the yeah. you know all of the stuff. It's just like uh, it's a yeah, huge waste. Let me see. Uh, but yeah, at least give the option.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely. I mean, I get it for the movies. They're starting to just um, uh, like I had two, two or three digital screeners of real movies. Mm-hmm. Even though I ended up getting one of them as a physical, I got uh spider-man into the spider-verse and aquaman as digital screeners Mm. along with like two documentaries but they were ones where i had to log in you know you get a code you log in and they look great i literally just you know plug my computer into my tv although i would prefer them to have an app Mm -hmm. i think that would be the best like even if it's if you're a pga member you get a pga app if you're dga you get an app and you can stream through that like you have to type in your sign in and that's where they show up and then they disappear right you know come Two days after or maybe a week after the Academy Awards. So people it's like, Oh, I forgot to watch it but I wanted to see it. Then they just go away.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know if you remember probably gosh, it's probably twelve years ago now, mm-hmm. the Academy sent out those DivX players. Yes. And it was like a one-year thing, and everybody absolutely hated it. And and then
0: the discs had like a 48-timer on them, like a 48-hour timer on them, too. And then they stopped working. So, it, like, you had yeah, a it player, like that. and then you could only – you had to – once the minute you put that disc in, you had two days to watch it. Right. And it's like, come on,
1: guys. No, and it was um, – uh, I know it would also do, like, DVDs, but, it you know, uh, it would require, like, you know, you had to, like, take out your DVD player, put this thing in. And then I think only, like, maybe – not even like a third of the yeah. of the screeners came, even with you know to that format. Yeah. Um. And the idea was it was like an encrypted thing, and you know you couldn't. It would only like work with that specific machine. Yeah. And that was it. And the piracy of uh, ripping like the DVDs and stuff was like that was kind of like an all time high, and they were yeah. like losing tons of money. So I understand they were trying to like combat that, and now it seems like it's so much easier. Just to be like, hey, I mean, just like DAX, right, or yeah. picks. Yeah. A thing like that. Even one of those two. Yeah,
0: I think it was either... I think Spider-Man, which is a Sony show, they use Media Silo, and it was kind of through an Media Silo account. Mm-hmm. So I clicked it, it opened it up, then I had to type in the password they gave me, and it came up. And no, it didn't look bad. It looked amazing. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't you guys just doing this? But... I don't want to always plug in. That I get because then it's like, well, not everyone's going to be able to plug their laptop into their mm-hmm. TV because I don't want to watch it on my laptop. I want to watch it on my TV. But why isn't there a device like why? I mean, with everyone that has a Roku or all any like even uh, like Apple TV, whatever streaming you have, right. why isn't there an app? Why haven't they just developed the app and then just have it stream through that? Yeah, app?
1: the academy should have their own app or <clears throat> and they just do like a third party thing with picks or dax or no. one of those that's already developed the software and then yeah. just changed the wrapper you know and the gui yeah. to be like academy specific and that's that's how it should be
0: right now you look at the dga it represents more than seventeen thousand directors and members so just on that i get i think the directors guild gets the most mm-hmm. uh screeners i get last year i got 32 screeners and i don't and I think some of those I forgot to count because the digital ones threw me off. Wow. So just say, say 30. Right. I think the Directors Guild gets 50 to 60. So 60 times 20,000, that's how many they're making. So then you think about what the Emmys are, and that's a package. Like I'm getting one disc, which is still right. a lot. Then you think the Emmys, it's like, okay, here's a Netflix box. We have to make three discs and put it in packaging so they're all together of our 15 shows. So here's a box set. It just seems
1: ridiculous. No, I mean, especially too when you talk about it like that. I mean, that's that's got to be a huge. I don't care. That's got to be a huge expense. Yeah, and it's just. um, And
0: these are all on a drive somewhere, anyways. So, like, and you, the studio could have it on their secure server. You know, so it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's kind of a give and take, I guess, right? Because no longer you can, you know, hand out the discs, which you're not supposed to do anyway. It seems like the academy members need to step up and be like, Hey, I'm willing to spend five ten minutes. I mean, I understand it's a whole, you know, it's like, Oh, just what I need is like one more username and one yeah. more password. But that seems like such a, a, a simple thing to do Yeah, to avoid having to make all that stuff.
0: Or like it just end up in the trash. Yeah. And, and it, they could easily just send out a, you know, you get your username, which maybe is your like PGA number. Mm-hmm. And the password is maybe randomly generated. You know, it's like, okay, great. This is it. Right. You know, it, it It definitely seems like there's a better way to do this. And trust me, I don't want to not get discs or not want to get movies. I'll go through the extra step. And I know they always say, well, the older members, well, then they can request it. You know, we're also getting to the point where the older members are us. Yes. You know, the older people are tech savvy. Now the older people have iPhones. They understand how all this works. And I also think, I mean, this was something I think, uh, I spoke with someone else was that it's also weird that, So say I got into the Spider-Verse just because we talked about it. There's sometimes like my disc, I'll get a box that has, you know, a little thing with a disc in it and it'll just say Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Great. Then I'll see a friend who's maybe in the director's guild. They get the same one, but their slip has artwork on it. Then I'll see someone else that's alt artwork on it. So it's like, wait, you made three different printings of the sleeve that this goes into. It's like, once again, you can spend the money however you want. But I feel like why isn't everyone's exactly the same? Right. Like that makes no sense. That you're sending one DVD to seven or twenty thousand people of Spider-Man that has one thing. Mm-hmm. All right. The PGA members say there's only eight thousand. Well, let's make a new printing. That's something else. It's like why? Why isn't it just one one manufacturing? I don't know. They, it just seems like once again, these are not even problems. I'm getting free movies. I can't complain about that. I just right. think there's just a better way.
1: Yeah, and it you know it seems like they've been. God, I wonder when they started handing out like VHSs and stuff. Must have been back like in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably been this has probably been a thing you know for that long. Um, and why that hasn't been resolved yet? God, the Academy has so many problems. They just really need to. Well, and I get it too. It's like it together. Like the VHS,
0: th- then going to DVD, which made sense. And now I get, I'd say now I'm at uh, maybe 40, 60 with Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I get, I have probably had probably the most Blu-ray this year than I had, or last year than I had the years before, I think I would say of my 30 movies, maybe 10 were Blu-ray, which mm-hmm. was kind of shocking. It was that many, but I get it, you have to adjust, and you got to iterate, but yeah, that VHS to DVD must have m- blown minds. That probably was <laughs> so nice of just, like, the hassle of having all, like, I got 30 VHS tapes, oh my
1: god. Oh yeah, at least the DVDs you know, could just mail in a little, you know, a little envelope thing. And uh, Yeah, I remember, that was probably back like in it was the early two thousands. It's like two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. They were starting to like make the transition from the VHS to, yeah. you know, to DVDs. And I was like, oh
0: my god, look at this free DVD! <laughs> and then, you know, there were probably people that complained too. It's just like, well, now I have to get a DVD player. God damn! And I get it. there's always going to be the adjustment period, but with the sheer amount of members now, you would just think there's got to be a way they can streamline it. Because like, if someone's going to rip it, they're going to rip it. If someone's going to figure out a way to steal it from a streaming thing, mm-hmm. they're going to figure it out. It, there's nothing – not that you shouldn't try to stop it. There's just nothing you can really do. You just have to then move on. you know. And there's obviously – we send out secure cuts all the time. Right. I mean the studios are now involved with Pix, DAX, media silo. That's secure ways to send it. It's all watermarked. Like you don't even have to do anything else. Like my code probably is attached to that watermark now.
1: Well, think about that. I mean, imagine what that costs. I mean, that's what they say about like the you know the Emmy screeners mm-hmm. and the uh, you know the Oscar screeners and stuff that they're you know that they're uh, watermarked, you know, in the metadata, like directly to you. So wait, so someone's there and they are individually doing each one of these DVDs. Yeah
0: yeah there's no way there's no way we'll keep going back to the seventeen thousand for the dga there's no way they made seventeen thousand individual
1: yeah i couldn't imagine they'd be still making them
0: (laughs) yeah there'd just be no way they're maybe that's that thing they're watermarked to the dga they're watermarked to the pga so like if it gets out it's like all right it was definitely someone in the dga you know it's just i can't imagine there's just no way you can do that i remember we had to do individual can
1: it costs a lot of money
0: yeah, we, we did that on a pilot. It was through Universal. And we had to individually watermark like 30 disks or something for all the executives. So if anything happened, we knew mm-hmm. that was probably a 15-hour process because they could only do 10 at a time. Mm. Like they could do 10 individual disks with each one with its own watermark, but that was the max they could do. Right. So like if you needed it, so that was how you had a back time of delivery. It's like, okay, so this cut, the network cut, and you need how long? God, you need 15 hours. Okay, so I need to get you the cut by 8 a.m. for us to get it out for the... Ne- like, it was just this weird math problem we had to figure out. And then, but yet, the studio also went, but we also need just five regulars just in case. Then why are we spending money on the... Because <laughs> right. I don't know what you're doing with those five. So it just seemed kind of like a weird a weird ass. So it's like, I, yeah, it's doing 20,000.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Especially, too, when you have a program like DAX or PICS when you log into your account it shows the movie and, and your name is splattered across it and right. the time that you looked at it you know and i understand there's ways to you know to rip it right off the screen and all that but your name's going to be in there no matter what
0: right and- even if it was like individual or uh, invisible cuz i know sometimes they can do that it just plays there's like a very light transparency on it so you don't really see it yeah. so it doesn't take it but if i rip it it's going to be embedded in that in that rent. Yeah, no
1: matter what you do, like, it's, it's, that's not going away. And it's a,
0: it literally, like, talk about, like, I would be so panicked, you know, especially if I went somewhere. It's like, hey, let's watch this movie, you know, like, because there's times where we travel and I'll take them with me just so we can watch screeners, not with anyone, but so I can watch them with my time. Right. You know, it's like, all right, well, we're going to be here for, you know, because it's we'll Christmas. Christmas right? It's like, so I'll take a couple so I can watch them. But, you know, with even if I had my own thing, it's like, I know the people. If I plug into a TV, I know I'm OK, you right. know, so I, I don't know. It's it's definitely something they need once again really first world problems here like i'm complaining yeah. about my free movies but i think it's just a matter of getting all these Just like that's the only time i break out my blu-ray player mm-hmm. i literally always have to find it i have to replace the batteries in the remote because <laughs> i use it i use it two months out of the year right and that's it and then i literally just goes dormant because i use uh amazon fire stick right which is kind of weird it's like i remember when uh We had just moved, and I started getting screeners. It's like, ah, crap! Where's the Blu-ray player? (sighs) I was in storage. Then I had to find that. Had to find the remote. I was like, I literally almost bought a new one. I was like, oh my god! (laughs) And once again, not not a hard, not something to really complain about. Once again, it's free movies, but it was really funny. Just like I don't know how to even watch this. Getting like What am
1: I? Well, it's not you know, and it's not it's not so much the complaint about oh oh gosh you know it's terrible to get all these things. It's just saying hey. There has to be a better way, especially as we're rolling into 2020. Right.
0: And I watch almost everything on a stick now. Right. Or, like, I mean, I know you go through your uh, uh, PlayStation for everything.
1: Still. The Roku. We use the Roku probably. Like oh, you do the Roku. The oh, right, right, right. I forget. Yeah.
0: So, considering everything is already a button anyways, it's like, why can't you guys make your own app? Each one's individual, you know. Or you get one company that can make it for all of them. Right. and then But the PGA is still responsible for PGA, TGA, right, WGA. I feel like we're there especially since i already got two digital i'm sure they were testing those waters too right you know it's like all right we'll do it for aquaman and spider-man
1: which i thought was
0: the most two random ones they did
1: um well i guess those are probably if you had like 10 dvds right and six of them are like independent films that nobody cares about yeah and then you've got i don't know whatever else came out last year Mm -hmm. i can't remember i mean what are the two that are going to be the most ripped it's probably those right yeah You know, that or a Pixar film or something, which would have just been Wreck-It Ralph 2 last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that was also funny, too, is that... That was Disney, sorry. But I did get my... I I got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and then... uh, So we watched it digitally, and I was like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. And then a week later, I got the disc. And I was like... Wait, what? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) all right, you're almost there. You almost did it. Uh, But they also sent, like, a DVD. So I was happy I watched it online because it was HD. Mm -hmm. So once again there are issues that can be solved i feel like now in our youtube generation that
1: everything should just you should be able to just figure this out you you went to like a millennial's house um they've got like an oled tv Mm -hmm. but no way to plug in anything that's not like there's no dvd player there's no blu-ray player no there was nothing It, it was a like
0: a 75 inch uh tv you know 4k and They're just using the apps that are embedded in the TV for Netflix, Google, and all, you know, Hulu and all that stuff. And that's it. Yeah. And strong internet. I think the internet is uh, 50 down. So, fine.
1: Yeah, you're easily doing 4K with that. Yeah.
0: So, it's just that weird thing of like, oh, right. Because we we were there and I was like, oh, we'll watch screeners while they're away. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what kids are now. (laughs) And I mean... I'm actually surprised because now a lot of people just have their laptop. Mm-hmm. They don't even really have a TV anymore. They just have their laptop. But it was it was baffling. It's like, oh, right. This is the generation now. They right? They get a good TV. Even a good sound system. It's like, why do I need discs? Like, yeah. who, who are these discs for, old man?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. And like I say, if I can get over it. Um, and I remember uh, first hearing about streaming in general and Netflix being, you know, doing a streaming thing. And, and it was so... I mean, it was past Laserdisc at that point, but mm-hmm. we were like into DVDs, and it was like, "Oh, well, you know, I want, you know, I really like having the packaging, and you know, then you you always have it, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and you know, unless it's something like super special. I've been buying the John Wick movies. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I bought in you know, the last year. I did buy Clerks on Blu-ray finally. <laughs> um, the best version of that 16 millimeter film. <laughs> yeah, and maybe I don't know. Oh, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was the other one that I bought the last year, but um,
0: but I get it because not everything streams and, and especially for you being a collector too, it's like you were probably like thrilled with Disney Plus because now they're doing the Disney Afternoon And yeah, they yeah. haven't they haven't even released all that on oh yeah a desk.
1: yeah I mean it's funny too because I bought you know I bought I've got all the DVDs of that um, and I have watched them like periodically but I have not opened cracked open those DVDs in six years seven yeah. years something like that. I mean, the last couple of years, because they've been storage. But, yeah. But now, at least they'll just be like, boom, right there. You want it? It's yeah. Ready to go. And, that's, and you know you'll
0: most likely watch it, because you'll be curious to see how it looks. It's like, oh, what was oh, the transfer? Yeah. And But, it, it, there's, I mean, that's the good and downside, is, you know, everything is instantly available, but then you get into that dead zone, there's a lot of movies that aren't, just because they live in some sort of weird limbo, like rights and, you know.
1: Right. I mean, that was kind of... Um I mean, when Laserdisc was a thing, <laughs> to date ourselves, <laughs> I mean, that was what made that so cool, is mm. here's a way to see all these obscure movies that aren't on cable or mm. whatever, you know, and they remaster them, and because it was a whole process, right? Like, yeah. you just didn't... I mean, I guess they did a couple of movies. Warner Brothers was especially bad. Mm. Yeah, like some that. were just
0: like the VHS transfer. So, Here you go. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. a lot of Kubrick's pictures yeah.
1: were done that way, you know, which is a crime. Um, you know, they're just trying to make a fast buck. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, things were, you know, restored and remastered, especially things like the Criterion Collections. But, you know, get to see all these, you know, obscure movies. And now just about everything's out there. And if it's not, someone's probably thrown it up on YouTube. Yeah. Or I know there's like, you know, there's third party sites out there that specialize in like, um, you know, uh, public domain movies. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, if if there's a movie that you want to see, I mean, it's out there somewhere yeah, you
0: can find even a terrible version you can find it yes it just yeah then it just starts crossing that line of how many services do i want it's like oh i got the warner service well, i got that's the, the disney thing. and you know and then you know for movies i guess it would be you know, a lot of these services aren't that expensive and like the disney one being the cheapest with the biggest catalog no of, that was incredible you okay. know um it, it just They need to start figuring out rights because I get it. It's like a lot of these companies early on were like when uh, home video and everything was just like, oh, we'll sell it to them just for home video. Mm -hmm. But we still have this. And then you can't find it because, you know, um, there's a movie Jason and I have been looking into and it went through different iterations. And it's like companies come and go. Some companies fold. Some companies get bought. And you're just like, you can't even imagine what it must be to try to find like, I want to get three o'clock high for example, that always seems one I can never really find. Right. And it's like, Oh yeah, well that main company went under, but they bought the catalog, then resold part of their catalog. And like, Holy shit, which is amazing. I mean, you have to still keep making dollars on it, but it seems so impossible to find some movies now.
1: No, I mean, there's some obscure stuff. Uh, there's a Walter Hill movie that came out in 78 called the driver. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, Ryan O'Neill and, um, uh, ah, who's the guy in, uh, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern, um, and it's this you know really cool, um, you know cool flick from the late seventies, and it's you know it's, I mean probably now it's probably out there, but for decades it was like kind of a lost you know a lost movie, like it just wasn't even though it was directed by Walter Hill, yeah, you know um, I think you could get it on Laserdisc, and it probably only came to Blu-ray or something maybe a few years ago. I haven't looked in a long time, but yeah. I know that one. You know, it was a cool movie, and I mean, and there's, you know, I'm sure there's hundreds or thousands of movies that are really cool that they haven't, for one reason or another, you know, published yet, which is so bizarre. And there must be, like, tangled up in rights issues, you know. Well, there for a while, I think
0: it was Warner Brothers almost made discs on the fly. Like, you could get some, I mean, but it was, like, a certain year. Like, Mm. you could go, if you went to the, was through the Warner Brothers website... It would be some obscure 50s movies, but they would you could buy it through them, and they basically made a disc on the fly because they probably had a server. Oh, someone wants the driver, for example, because you were still talking about that. Burn, you know, print it, and send it to you.
1: Wow. But it was
0: mostly on, like, the the stuff that I think they knew they couldn't make a dollar on. Mm. But, yeah, it is weird, like, movies like that where it's like, you said Walter Hill and Bruce Stern. Like, these people are still, you know, well, not Bruce Stern's past, but, like, like Walter oh, Hill. still alive, right? I thought Bruce Stern just passed. Did he really? Not so. Eh, I'll look it up. But you have these, yeah, these big names that it's like, especially when all of a sudden everything was being dumped to DVD. Like mm-hmm. when Div- the rage of DVD came in, it felt like in some of them were some of the worst transfers. They literally found like their three-quarter master.
1: Right. Put it on DVD. No, I mean, yeah, there's so many of those. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, Warner Brothers was especially bad. Um yeah, just here's releasing a copy of whatever it is we had lying around from one inch or something, you know. Um, and I don't know why that was, other than they were just trying to maximize this, you know the profits as, as best they could. Yeah. Other other studios and stuff were really great. I mean, that's, I guess it's not. I mean, they did do things right, like a lot of Looney Tune sets. Like that was right. a cool thing. Like when they had all those, um, you know, Looney Tunes volume, whatever, the mm-hmm. Golden Age of Looney Tunes. They came up with the laser disc. I mean, yeah. it was such a mind blowing thing to have. You know, be able. I mean, it wasn't all of them, but it was, like, 30% or 40% of the library, and it yeah. was mostly, you know, either, like, award-winning cartoons or cartoons that were important to history, or if they are based off the war or right. whatever. Um, so they did, they did cool stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the Kubrick ones, that was that was the one that got me for so long Yeah, that they just did, like, these really <laughs> shitty transfers. Yeah. Um, and you're like, come on, it's Stanley Kubrick, and yeah, like... he was still alive then, so that's another yeah. part I can't figure out.
0: And it's like, unless it was just like, hey, Stanley, can you come in and supervise? No. All right, well, we're going to put this out, but it seems like you'd still need his approval. No, little... he
1: did. He did all like the, um, you know, for like Full Metal Jacket. He mm-hmm. did like the like the pan and scan version of Full yeah. Metal Jacket. I remember reading about that yeah. back in the day that he there he sat there and he supervised, you know, frame by frame. Okay, now let's boof the camera yeah. over here to get this character. You know, so that was such a you know such a bizarre thing. Um,
0: yeah, and you would think, too, Like going back to what we're saying, where it's like, wait, you're willing to make 20,000 screeners mm-hmm. of this movie, but you have this, this old cat. Eh, we just want to deal with it. But you can make money. You're not making money on all, on a this. Like right. the screeners, are, well, yes, you might get a return if the movie wins. Then you might get a little more in the box office. But, you know, there's going to be a movie for everyone. Someone wants a certain movie.
1: Totally. Or you're doing like small releases. Um, like I think those Mondo, um, the records. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a vinyl guy or anything, but um, there's a company out there called Mondo, and they are now taking movie soundtracks, doing new artwork for them, um, and then re releasing them on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And they're really cool. Um, uh, there has to be more now than Ratatouille, and they just did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, and, and, then, and um, they did, Blade uh, Runner 2049.
0: And they did all, they did uh, three Twin Peak releases. They did the original soundtrack from uh, the, the movie, the movie, the show, the return, and then just the score. Right. So they've done a few of those. And yeah, no, those are really good. And there are companies out there that are doing it. There's, uh, I think there's Arrow, and there's another one that mainly focuses on old horror. They, mm-hmm. they track down the rights, they get it. I don't think they fully own them as mm-hmm. much as they... Get the rights to just release them. Right, 18. they're just doing
1: like a limited licensing thing to make whatever it is, five hundred or a thousand copies. Yeah, and X. and it's and at least it's available.
0: Let's see, is it Arrow Video? I just remember because it's like they've been doing they've been doing really good movies, like movies like like they did the Heather's re-release, um, but to Blu-ray. So they actually it's a you know, an approved transfer. So right. like they're getting it down because they know there's this market. You just have to really um, find it. Like uh, they just did uh, Nightbreed, mm-hmm. the Clive Barker. Uh, oh, Robocop. Yeah. Some say limited edition. Um, like they're movies you never heard of. I mean, well, not fear and loathing in Las Vegas, but uh, pick up alley, the far country. These are older ones. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do new art like Mondo, mm-hmm. which I mean, some of these are old, the major and the minor. Right. Um, The Hills Have Eyes, the original Dark City. So there's companies that are doing it, but I don't know who, like, who goes, because they're all from different companies. I'm not sure how they get a a part of uh, the distro deal. You know, I don't know. Obviously, they have to get a cut of it because they're the ones doing all the work. Right. I mean,
1: there has to be money made, otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. Um, But it's
0: also weird. They'll have big ones where it's like, how come the company didn't do RoboCop? mm -hmm. Like, how come... You know, the owners of Robocop. But it's probably also too. Oh, you guys want to do it? Right. Take it off our plate. And I think there's one other one that does. I think it's called, uh, who does the horror one? But they do the obscure horror ones, like all like the 70s, 60s. Like the full
1: moon stuff. Yeah. there's
0: Oh, yeah. There's full moon and then uh, one other one. Mm -hmm. But it's like they're getting there, but it's like so hard to find. But you also can't rent any of these or through
1: net. Like you literally just have to buy them. Right. Because like where else are you going to see like Puppet Master 2 or Leprechaun 3 or whatever. Children of the Corn. You know, it's funny, we were talking about last time, um, I think I brought up uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. The re read <clears throat> Yeah, the final cut or whatever this one's called Yeah, now. and it's so funny because, I mean, we're just talking about being able to, you know, get obscure things. And I didn't really think about it at the time, but I guess what fends me a little bit about Apocalypse Now is, or that iteration of it, it's just not the original. I mean, right. I get you want to go back and clean up. Yeah whatever and do the new transfer and all that and I'd, I'd rather see that right but i don't need the new version of it right whereas this we're talking about oh here's movie x from 1973 hmm. and we're getting that version
0: yeah they're literally getting a and it's available now like, for everybody yeah they're getting some sort of print master and maybe the audio separately they do their scan Lay down the audio because some of it is a new audio mix right. because they're, you know, obviously you get to maybe a mono track that you can only do so much with. But, yeah, you are getting the RoboCop you're getting is the last version of RoboCop. Right. Whatever the print master is.
1: Yeah, I get that, you know, but when you're going and taking a movie and then just rehashing a movie that has already been rehashed. Right. I don't know. That's kind of, I mean, I get they never end. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. Lucas said, the movie's yeah. never done. Right. Right. But, like, I had no interest. I love Apocalypse Now, but yeah. I had almost no interest. And I'm sure it was fantastic, like, yeah. you know, seeing it in the, you know, 4K or whatever. Yeah. And um, having that movie out there as, like, oh, here's a here's yet again another, another version of it. I don't know if I need that in the theater. I mean... Right.
0: But does that offend you more, the fact that he's just added a few lines of dialogue, that he feels like he wanted the first pass as opposed to you know, what everyone hates the most are the redos of what Lucas did, where it's more visual effects on stuff that ma- made it look worse. Right. Like, I, I don't, yes, do we need another version of Apocalypse Now? No. I Do I want a 4K transfer that looks amazing? Yes. But right. I get, you know, there might have been a scene he had to cut and he put it back in, but at least he didn't recut it. Right. Here's a new version, but I never liked the scene order.
1: Oh, what do you But this is kind of like... A, it's an amalgam, though, of the two of the two versions right, I think... together. It's just terrible that we're talking about a movie neither of us have you know have seen. <laughs> yeah, no, I know.
0: I, I For some reason, I'd have to look it up. I, I thought for some reason all he did was he added a scene back right. that he always really liked, which I think he noticed when they were doing the transfer. Like, it, it struck a memory like, oh, I always love... And then they went back and put the scene in, which, hmm. once again, I still don't need another version. Because, honestly... I don't know the movie well enough where if I'd, I would even know what that scene is. Right. You know, it wasn't like when we uh, when they re-released Star Wars and you go in there and the first thing you notice is like, wow, this looks amazing. I'm so glad they did it. Then all of a sudden you see all this new CG stuff. and You're like, what the fuck? Right. Like, and it's so distracting because it's so different no, looking. It's terrible. Whereas I'm sure if they did it now, like if he went down and put all that stuff in, I'm sure some of it would be almost unnoticeable because the technology Like, you could probably put a thing here and there going, I don't know if I remember that or not. But when you have a 1977 film and you're putting a, when was the release, 96 digital effect in there, you're just like, this doesn't, like, I know the movie well enough where I know that's not even supposed to be there and it doesn't even look like it matches.
1: Right. Well, I'd argue the technology was probably there. It's just how it was done and how just flippant it was just to, you're gratuitous, right, Right. to have do-backs or whatever, you know. Yeah. going around in the back. It's like you know, I wanted 15 of these. Why? Like Yeah, we couldn't afford to have 5, so we only had one, but so here's the other four that I always envisioned. And it's like
0: Well, I think there's definitely more egregious things. Uh, yes, I don't need another cut of Apocalypse now. If you're just adding a scene or taking a, a a line of dialogue that you always hated. Sure. I think it's the stuff that it's like what Lucas did which
1: Right, no, that's even worse. I think
0: that, or even when, like, Spielberg with E.T. No, take the guns out and put walkies in. It's like, what? And it looks so awkward. And it's like, and I think he even said he regretted doing that.
1: Yes, no, that was a huge mistake.
0: I would get it if it was a weird scene where it's like, we literally shot a kid. I never really wanted to do that, so we took it out. But (laughs) these are police officers chasing an alien. They would have a gun. Yeah. You know, and then to just have it awkwardly them holding up a walkie. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it it just made zero sense within the film.
1: Yeah, no, I think South Park did a great, like, parody of that. They took, it was like Saving Private Ryan and then, like, replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies, you know? It was really funny.
0: I think the director has every right, if he has the ability to do it, you know, he can do what he wants. But I think... It's like
1: Jurassic Park, right? It's The question is if you should. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like...
0: (laughs) I get it if you you know you're redoing it, you're doing the retransfer, and you're looking at it, just going, "Oh my god, there's this line I always wanted in there." Right. You're like, "All right, great, just put that line back in." And honestly, I don't even know what the actual length is. It, it's not. I would even say Blade Runner isn't that egregious. It's just they were trying to appease everyone. It's like, add the voiceover. Take the voiceover out. Here's the final cut. But the movie itself is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, the voiceover is a little weird if you're not used to it. And then the way Harrison Ford also read it, read it as if he didn't want to do it. Yes. Uh, (sighs) My name's Deckard.
1: (laughs) (sighs) And you're like, wow, you're
0: breathing into the Just, But it also fit his character a little bit because it was kind of flat. Like, that stuff is more of just trying to appease multiple, like, you just want people to see your film. Oh, the studio wants, they, they'll they re-release it if we do voiceover. Great! Right. Let's do it. You fundamentally change the story. Or, like, the, the why change the guns for Walkies that had nothing to do with anything?
1: Well, because he was just trying to appease, what's her name, who was the little girl uh, in that, later it became a star.
0: Oh, Drew Barrymore?
1: Drew Barrymore. <clears throat> he was just trying to appease her. Because she's, like, super anti-gun, and, and so she went to him and was like, you, know, you should really take those guns out because it's with children. Blah 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 blah. And then so he took it out.
0: That seems really weird. I feel <laughs> like he, I feel like uh, th- <laughs> he's smarter than that.
1: That's what you know. That's what happened. But um...
0: because that's also one of those things. When I heard about it, I was like, "There's guns in that movie?" Honestly, like I didn't even. Right. That's the least thing, and I saw it as a kid. Yes. So I, I have the the wherethought as uh, to say that it's not like I saw it as an adult, like how kids see it now. You know, it's like oh. But I saw it as a kid and seen it as an adult, and, like, I didn't even... I was more... Like, it shocked me more when the guns weren't there, because I kind of forgot. I was like, what is going on? Why does this look weird?
1: Oh, yeah, and it's, like, done, like, in a wide shot. Like, there's no tight right? It's not like John Wick, like, they're going to, you yeah. know, take out the E.T. Yeah. Um, it's done, like, in a wide shot, and, yeah. you know, it's all about, you know, the bike... You know, Elliot and E.T. flying over the Man. FBI guys or government agents. And and then that's it. It's like now you've drawn attention to something that nobody pointed out before. And-
0: It'd be one thing if they were all cock and loaded and started shooting at the kids. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I don't know if they would have shot at kids. Maybe we just leave that out. Right. But, yeah, it is funny that the director did that and then just or like Stephen did that and then bailed. Yeah, I made a mistake. <laughs>
1: yeah you know who's to say i mean
0: but no i'm with you i i I don't need another version of apocalypse now i think by adding a couple lines of dialogue it doesn't really affect me
1: yeah if that's all it is i mean i think it was like
0: a scene i think honestly i think uh, it was just he added like an extended of a scene which is like okay yeah i thought it was
1: like taking you know it's like well you know i've got second thoughts about putting that plantation scene in so let's take that out but let's keep the extended playboy bunny scene in
0: right I'd have to look, but you know, honestly, I think someone said it was very minor. Huh. Um, well, if that's the case, then I'm okay with that. And I, my whole thing is that I'm just happy he's approving, you know, like he's going in there, like doing it in the legit. So, you know, when you get this 4K, it is a an approved 4K, right. even though like most of them are still scrutinized if the person's alive, but it's like, you know, I want to make sure it's done right. Like if right. I'm going to get a 4K version, I want to make sure it's a good transfer. Right. Not like the, uh, was that debacle with, uh,
1: a was it predator? predator? Yeah.
0: Where everything looked too smooth?
1: Yeah, they took all the grain out for whatever reason. And...
0: and I'm sure at the time, if you saw it on a monitor, it probably looked amazing. Like, they probably, they scanned it, they took it out, and you're like, oh my god, look at this! But then when you actually watch it as a, like, a whole, it probably was, oh yeah, we made a mistake.
1: Yeah, it looked like the, um, what do they call it, like the motion blur or whatever that effect yeah. is on the new t- modern TVs, that these yeah. sports and stuff look great. Um, uh, it kind of look like that from what I saw of yeah. it, um...
0: Because I talked to John because, like, one of his mentors in school was Randall Kreiser, who directed uh, Grease. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he was able—he supervised the 4K transfer or the Blu-ray transfer initially. And I was talking to him. I go, it must have been weird to revisit a movie and see it in a way you've never seen it. Because, I mean, obviously, when you saw it the first time on film, I'm sure it looked gorgeous. You know, you go to the screen and you're like, oh, my God, this is the movie I wanted to make. But imagine going back after so much time and seeing it in a way you've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we did the 4K transfer. Now look at your 4K monitor. It's like, holy. I wonder if there were just things where it's like, oh, man, that guy wasn't standing where he was supposed to. Like, you wonder if you notice like, oh, oh they yeah. were looking right at the camera. I never noticed that because, you know. Well, I'm looking sure at there's
1: it. tons of stuff that you would, you know, you, you know, never th- seen. I you know. would
0: love to just like sit with a director who hasn't seen it in a while and just go, oh, my God, is that what my movie looked like?
1: God. Yeah, no, it'll be um, yeah. Sometimes you know they don't go they don't go far enough. Um, I know for the I was super excited when they released the um, it was like kind of a collector's edition of Secret of Nim, and I know there was the there was a uh, Gary Goldman and Don Bluth commentary that ran through it, mm-hmm. and you know this because it was MGM. You know they didn't have the money like say like a Disney retransfer right? It's like, yeah, they spent all the money, you know, they spend the moon on, you know, getting it done every frame, yeah. you know, perfect. And this was not that. It was like, you know, maybe a 25% version of, you know, a Disney transfer. And it looks it looks okay. And it's probably better than, you know, except for maybe seeing it on like 35. But I so wish they'd, you know, gone that extra mile and just spent a little bit more, especially for a movie that like, there's like a bazillion DVDs they made of that, yeah. you know, especially um, at the height of, you know, DVD them. Kind of being disappointed because, you Instead of, like, Don Bluth, like, talking about the, like, attributes or, you know, what makes this great or that great. It was just like, oh, well, we tried to do this, but we couldn't, you know, because we didn't have the money and that kind of stuff. And and, and while that's, like, cool to hear, it was, yeah. like, a little, it was, like, kind of, you know, you know, it was uh, not sad, but kind and it, of a bummer. <laughs> and it's, like,
0: you want it better. It's, like, you just, like, is it, it's almost worth, like, look, you just have to go all in. Like, don't have to do
1: it. Right.
0: And I get it. It's, like, it's, it is that movie which we've talked about before. It's a... It's a cult classic, but not one a lot of people know. So it's like, is there money? But I feel like now with everything going to streaming, it's like everyone's going to have to digitize their catalog anyways. And why not just have it the best? Because now people are going to scrutinize things more. Everyone has a good TV. You know, you're going to watch these things the best they could possibly be. You know, that's why I'm really curious to see how things look on Disney Plus. Right. Like some of the older stuff. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it'll just be weird to see something like, oh, here's Old Yeller.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Is
0: this what this looks like?
1: Yeah, I mean, if, with something like that, I would think they probably, you know, have kept up with yeah, like classic. It'll be the more obscure ones. But I'm know? just
0: saying, it's like I don't know the last time I've seen Old Yeller, so I'm just saying, like with a yeah, with that as an example, though, yeah, like some of the ones I haven't seen since I was a kid. Yeah, Reagan
1: wasn't office. I think the last time I saw Old Yeller. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, those ones that I saw on a Disney Sunday night on my 21 inch tube TV, mm-hmm. all cut up with commercials, like. That's from nineteen, you know, sixty-one. How is that going to look? You know, right. is it going to be like, oh my god, is this what this movie looks like? You know,
1: right? Was that one that was it called Savage Sam? What was the one with like the wolf and their like? Oh, which
0: was the old? Uh, it was the old Yeller sequel, and it was called Savage Sam. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. this is Old Yeller too. Why would you call it Savage Sam?
1: <laughs> <sighs> it's like the dog is eating a rabbit, and you're like, what is? What movie is this? Yeah, it is
0: a weird. Cause especially when you find out that it's Old Yeller too, and you're like. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would you call it Savage Sa- What am I watching?
1: <laughs> so crazy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be curious to what all those are. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think uh, you have every right to redo whatever you want to do on a movie. Just try to keep the integrity. Don't, don't digitally change things. Yes. Don't restructure your movie. But I guess you have every – but if you do, give us both versions. Like if you're right. going to do it, it's like, look, here's a version you want to buy on Blu-ray. This was my pass. I wanted to do something. This was kind of what I intended. Right. Oh, cool. I'll watch that as an alt. You know, just give me both versions. Like how they used to do that on, uh, I think they did that one weird Blu-ray release of Blade Runner where they gave you every version. Yes. It was like theatrical, final. There was another one. There were like literally four versions of the movie and they just gave them all to you. Oh, yeah. They were like, here, watch whatever fucking one you want to watch.
1: Oh, yeah, well, can, can we nerd out for a minute on Close Encounters? Yeah. So there was a box set for, of Close Encounters that yeah. they came out with on Laserdisc, mm-hmm. and it had all three versions of that film, oh, which yeah. is the original theatrical release, uh-huh. the re-release in 1981 or 82, yeah. does that sound right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, where he where, um, he goes up into the ship and all mm-hmm. that. Maybe actually it might have been earlier, it might have been 80. It was probably 80.
0: It was 80, 81. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and then the television version, which yeah. had like an additional scene or two in right. it. And so what you'd have to do is you could with a with one of the higher end units you could program the machine to play okay you're gonna play chapters you know one two three four then you're gonna play chapter six nine ten you okay know? and you you could program the thing to go through the whole movie and then in, in the disc it gave you this little menu oh of okay if you want to watch the theatrical version oh my god
0: But <laughs> like you had to work it was like choose you your own adventure
1: yes. <laughs> You had to punch in, and wait, you were kind of like re-editing the movie, because okay. then it would, the computer would go, you know, the internal thing would be like, okay, now I'm going to jump to this chapter, oh. and go all the way through like that. Wow. And that's how you saw all, it wasn't like, because otherwise you'd have to have like ten discs or something. Yeah. Huh? And this avoided that by just having, you know...
0: That is real. Whatever it
1: is, the three or four that you needed to play it. But I remember, do, I remember doing that once at Dennis's house, it uh-huh. was really cool, like, you so, you're just sitting there like and it was like oh my god this is so awesome look we're going to program in you know what chapters we want to see and it's going to be you know this version yeah um so yeah there's some there's some wacky stuff cuz that there. makes
0: sense because it is all a lot of it is just a deleted scene yes. and that's something they would have put on the laser disc anyways there was always bonus stuff on laser disc right. so it's like well we'll just put that in there right. but we'll make it a mastered bonus stuff you know so everything was already mastered so it was just a matter of that's crazy i don't even how do you even do that like as how do you master that laser disc to do that you know like the that process alone must have been mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, all the scenes are there. It's just telling the computer, oh, you know. But, I mean, the way you have to have the one. scenes there and, like, the way you have to have it mixed because yeah. if you're putting
0: a scene there that isn't in another cut, it has to cohesively be mixed as well. So everything, that seems, that's awesome, though. I, I didn't know <laughs> that. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and it was only on that one release. And that, God, that must have been back early 90s, maybe, like, 95 at the, at the latest, yeah. probably. And it was just an early way to try to get you all the versions. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't know if, I mean, deleted scenes must have been a thing, but I think they were trying something different. It was like, hey, here's, a, you know, if you want to watch, like, this version of the movie, you can do it. Yeah. You know, without having to have 10 discs.
0: Right, and the- that's the thing. Like, that was the great thing about Laserdisc were the deleted scenes. Like, a lot of things, no one was doing that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you could get the bonus content and... And for them, their deleted scenes were the other cuts of the movie. But yeah, like when they did the Blu-ray of uh, Blade Runner, that was easy. It's like, all right, here, disc one is the theatrical cut. Disc two is the director's cut. Disc three is this. So it's like you could get a five-disc set, which was smaller. Well, yeah, is
1: it, one side holds like 50 gigs worth of material or yeah. something like that. So it's or 500 gig, whatever yeah. the number is.
0: So you needed only four discs. And it's like, what version do you want to watch? Right. And then you have it all. All right. Well, so what we learned is the Emmys are this weekend, apparently. Uh, tonight, I guess. I guess tonight. Uh, they had
1: the Junior Varsity. That's what we used to call them. Oh. Emmys were last weekend, which is like all like the technical awards. Oh, and right. All oh, that kind of stuff. That's when
0: all the people, it's like, oh, those are the people I tend to know. Yeah, like, like
1: the daytime. Well, it's not daytime Emmys, but it, yeah, they have.
0: Yeah, it's like all the editors and, you know, all those people. And then, um, so yeah, so the Emmys are this weekend. Uh, directors, you can touch your movies, just don't change them. <laughs> or, or right. don't, don't, don't alter the integrity of the movie. Correct. And if find movies if you can, because, uh, or thank God for Arrow and Vinegar Syndrome and Mondo for trying to keep preserving the history of film, regardless if it's a movie you like or not, right. you know, because every movie is someone's favorite movie, as they always say.
1: Yeah, there's got to be at least one person out there that loves, I don't know, <laughs> the Benchwarmers. I don't know. <laughs> or, uh, what was it,
0: uh, uh, Gordy. There's someone's movie, someone's oh, yeah. favorite movie is Gordy, the pig that could or will or... Little pig that hit it big. <laughs> And maybe it's Jason's favorite (laughs) film because he knows the tagline. Terrible. All right, uh, follow us on all the socials and uh, enjoy the Emmys. This has been Post-Apocalyptic with Rob. And Jason. Take it easy.